Wellness Warriors! How are you doing? This is Dr. Katrina Nieskern, physical therapist and coach, and I'm coming to you live on this beautiful day here to inspire, uplift, and motivate you, sharing some information, insight on our four pillars of wellness, which is mind, body, soul, and spirit. I'm here to help you to inspire you, to educate you, to uplift you, and to grow right alongside you. I hope you get the most from this podcast, and if you do, please share, like, comment, leave a review, and uh, give it to someone else. Hopefully that maybe we can make a difference in their lives as well. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Wellness Warriors. Thank you for joining us today. I am here with Lindsay Parker, aka Instagram Hit Lifting Lindsay. And she is going to share her wellness journey as well as some new things that she has just launched this past week to help other people in their own wellness journey. So, hello, Lindsay. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. So why don't you start um, sharing with our listeners just a little bit of your wellness journey, like what got you into kind of health and wellness and in what where you're at now? Well, I I grew up with a family a family of runners. Okay, so my dad it was huge marathon runner. My whole family has run marathons. Um, my sister Ashley is um, a triathlete. She's a pro Ironman. I mean, I come from just this family of runners, which is funny because I am not a runner. <laughs> <laughs> my my marathon's like five hours. Like that's so funny. <laughs> it's like I am not a runner, but I was born in this family, and I have to run, right? Right. So. Um, I'm trying to run. I'm trying to be like everybody else in my family. And and I started getting um, shooting pain down my left leg. And it would happen just when I run and then um, kind of go away. Anyways, it got to the point where then I couldn't walk without this pain. And um, I went and got an MRI. And they're like, okay, well, you have three bulging discs. Like you shouldn't be running like this is, and in fact, it was, they, it was so painful because truth be told, a lot of people walk around with bulging discs and they have no idea. Exactly. But um, it's very, it's pretty common. It's so. It's I preach that all the time. Common. And that's why I'm like, don't get an MRI because people have belief systems about what a bulging disc means. And like someone could have the exact same MRI and not have any pain. So that doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong. Amen. So true all about the individual, right? Um, yeah, that is so true. So I, with that, and then, um, like I, I couldn't even sleep at night if the, if the sheets were pulling at my toes at all, it was such bad low back pain. Yeah. And so it was pretty bad and I went through, so I had to stop running and I remember crying about it, which is almost comical now because I just am not a runner now, but <laughs> I lift weights now. And um, when I run, it's like, oh no, I've got to add cardio in. But at the time, running was all I knew. 
And mm-hmm. when the doctor's like, you're going to have to take time off running, I, no joke, burst out in tears in his office. I'm like, because mm-hmm. I, at the time, was also facing, um, I think it was my, like, fifth year of infertility. Oh. And I'm like, you take away my running. Oh. And that, like, the only thing that's getting me through this right now. Amen. I relate to that. (laughs) I relate to that. Me being a runner, and I'm the opposite. My whole family was not runners. I was a dancer. But I started running in my 20s, and it was my antidepressant. And then, like, when I broke my foot or, like, during the pandemic or when you get injured and you can't run, it's like this is the only thing that is, like, keeping me sane (laughs) when everything else is in chaos. It's, like, the only thing. It's so true. You take that away and it's like, no, now that was like my, it was almost like a spiritual time for me to go out there and run and taking this away from me. Like, what do I turn to now? That was really hard. Um, so I did, uh, I went to a sports, uh, medicine doctor therapist and I worked with him for almost a year and I finally was just like, you know, this is not helping. Um, this is actually every time I leave your office, it, it seems to be almost worse. And so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say I have to take a break. And so a year later, uh, or no, that was probably six, seven months later, we adopted. And then a few months after that, my infertility specialist called me and said, "Hey, so we." I've been chosen to test out a new drug and I was looking through my files and they're very particular about who they're allowing me to test this drug on. You have to have had three or more failed in vitros, which we had. We had done like seven artificial inseminations. We had done numerous in vitros. I mean, years of medicine, we had done it all. And so he's like, it will be free. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And it was so funny because I remember at this point we were, we were in his office and I'm like, we have just spent like, I think totaling 75,000 on, um, in vitro stuff, medical stuff. And it's like a couple cars. (laughs) I know. And, um, (laughs) and so I, yeah, looking, it was so funny because he looks down at our, newborn she's only two months old and he's like do you want to do this i'm like it's free we might as well it's not like these in vitros work on me so might as well though yeah so we did it and miraculously uh it it worked and it was the first time we actually had healthy enough embryos that could be frozen so that was really exciting for us so i had this pregnancy and i allowed my body to rest and recover and afterwards though I still couldn't run but um I started getting into weights and it was really funny because my husband was like I just think that you should start lifting weights and my response to him was but I don't want to look like a man right and I I know that was me it was the same uh, way as a dancer we weren't allowed to run because it would build quads or like lift weights because it would build bulky muscles quote unquote and then when I started lifting I'm leaner than I ever was as a dancer isn't that 
so funny. Yes. The, the misconceptions out there about lifting is so funny. But I was totally a victim to it. I'm thinking, like, I remember telling him, I, I just don't want big, bulky, like, bu- a bull neck. Like, I don't yeah. want that look. And he's like, you're not going to get that look, Lindsay. Like, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> so I finally gave in. And I... I couldn't run. I wanted something. So I went in and I started lifting weights. And I remember the first thing I did was I went to, I think it was a bodybuilding.com and I found a free workout. Looking back on that workout, it's laughable to me because I'm like, oh yeah, that, that should have been free because it was pretty crappy, but okay. But that's okay. It got me into the gym and I had a plan. So I felt good. But I went into the gym and I was, I remember looking at the treadmills and being like, I feel way more comfortable over there. I do not know what I'm doing over here. (laughs) Like I, I knew I was supposed to do squats. So I go over to this bar and this guy had just left it and he left all his weights on the bar. So I'm like, Oh, I I can't do all those. So I spend like 10 minutes pulling the weights off, but this is how little I knew. And my followers always laugh about this because of how far I am now compared to this, but this is how little I knew. I unloaded. And I have to say, your form is impeccable. Your form is the best I've seen on Instagram. Like, you have amazing form and all the exercises. So, considering that's where you started, like, I'm very impressed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) As a physical therapist, you get A-plus asterisk star smiley face. Do you know what? That means so much to me, and I love it. Because I can't tell you how many times physical therapists have written into me saying, oh my gosh, nobody understands that. Thank you for preaching that. And I'm like, yeah, you're, well, you're welcome. We're on the same team here. Yeah. Um, but we both love the same thing, the body and movement and how it functions as a whole and how it should and all that. But, um, and I'll, I'll actually talk a little bit about what led me down to being into go, going into biomechanics. Cause that's kind of like my specialty is biomechanics, um, and the individual, but so I go into the gym. I see the squat rack. I start unloading it. I only unload it on one side. That's how little I knew. So here I am trying to avoid nobody look at me, but I unload it on one side, and the whole thing flips over and crashes. <laughs> and the whole gym stops and looks at me, and I'm like, no, don't look at me. I don't belong here. I feel so awkward here. So that was seriously like my first encounter walking into the gym area. And I went home and I'm like, I'm never doing it again. I don't belong there. And this is like, no, go back, go back, go back. So it was funny. It was like after six or seven months, I remember going home and I told my husband, Alex, I'm like, I feel like I belong there. I feel like I'm starting to belong there. Like I'm starting to see a little muscle and I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable. So it takes time. But one thing that I noticed is I was looking at all these before and after pictures and I had been going for six months. I had been awesome at nutrition, like seriously, 100% on nutrition, going lifting, being a hundred percent on that. And I was like, how come, how come my transformation doesn't look like all these other girls? Like how come all these other girls have like a lot more fit body than I have? I just kind of look like a 12 year old boy. And then I also noticed certain things like 
there are these videos I would watch on like, I was really falling in love with this process and I would even stay up late into the night studying yeah. lifting because I thought, this is fascinating. It's addicting. This is addi- yeah. It is. And it's not just like go in and do 12 reps and grunt and like, yeah, yeah. it's like, no. There's like, a science <laughs> behind it. It's cool. Yes, there's a science and it was so it was stimulating for me intellectually. Yes. So it was amazing. So, but then I started noticing how come my body's not reacting like all these other bodies, and how come, how come that person I can't squat like that? I, are you kidding me? Like my body does not look like that when I squat, <laughs> but it's supposed to. And there were these little things where I felt like no one's making these connections, mm-hmm. but my body physically can't get into that position yeah but you're saying if you don't do it like that then I'm wrong yeah that doesn't make sense yeah so if you've ever seen me I have like these long femurs and this very short torso okay yeah. I am not I'm also five eight um damn reverse uh, I'm long torso short femurs and long tibia oh okay oh yeah so you okay? So every setup is going to be so different. Your yes. squat is going to look massively different than mine. A hundred percent. So, so I started noticing these things, and then, um, anyways, I I just thought it was interesting. I was getting on Instagram. I was seeing people doing these posts where it's like, "This is wrong. This is right," and I'm like, "But that right one doesn't seem right to me," because it's just not. Anyways, it. There were too many gaps, I felt like. And so it started leading me down towards like um, like my that direction of biomechanics. Because my body is awkward, it is. If you've ever seen, like my ratios are awkward for a lifter, right? Yes, yeah. So people may look at me and be like, oh, you'd be great ballerina. Yeah, well, but I wasn't. You'd, you'd be great for, <laughs> for running. You're designed. You're long and lean. You're like a gazelle. So I'm. I'm kind of similar. Mm-hmm. We have smaller bones, smaller frame, leaner yes. frame. Like I have small, narrow frame. So I'm not necessarily built to lift. But when you figure out the biohacking, biomechanics of it, I can actually lift a lot of weight. It's just I'm doing it right for my body and structure versus. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was what nobody, nobody was teaching that. They were teaching, this is how the yep. perfectly structured body yep. of a bodybuilder or lifter or power lifter, this is, so you need to be like them. And I'm like, but I'm not like them. My body doesn't look like that. So that, um, so I started really diving into studying the anatomy and, um, and then I, early on, um, made some great connections with uh, a certification program, N1 Education. And I started um, really, I think I was one of the first people to go through their certification program. And I, and I found myself like my, my version of fun was going to practicals or going to boot camps that were about the anatomy and about hidden movement, etc. So it's been kind of a fun journey, but it's allowed me to, me having kind of like that awkward body, like I said, it's allowed me to be able to resonate with people who their bodies aren't moving the same way as other people do. Everything is individual. Um, 
and everything's about the person and, and what they're going through. So that's where, that's kind of my journey and how I got to where I am right now. So I'm all about education. It's not just about, uh, writing programs. Um, it's about what an individual needs. And so that's, that's it. It's what I do. That's awesome. So how would you speak? We talked definitely kind of about body of the training and nutrition aspect. How would you speak to kind of like the mindset and then spirituality? I know God's a big part of your journey as well and soul as far as wellness goes. Yeah, very much so. See, I believe that um, the the mind and, and that you have the mind, body, and spirit make up the soul. So, and I believe we have a duty to take care of our soul. So, um, it's not just about, uh, spirituality for me is that God has given me this incredible gift of my body. And I'm here on this earth to, to, as, how do I put it? Um, I'm here to, become the best steward of my body and my mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I believe that it all co- go, works hand in hand. And unfortunately, uh, we live in, well, let me put it this way. I had a friend who I went out to eat with her and she said, I'm not going to lie, Lindsay, the, the world of fitness that you're in, it is very, focused on the physical and aesthetics and she goes that's not really you though so Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny that you're in this world I said but I think it's good that I'm in this world because there are people who who need reminders that um you're not going to love yourself when you lose the five pounds yes like how you feel about yourself right now you're still going to feel that way Mm -hmm. when you lose that five um and that this this journey really is a spiritual one too it can be it doesn't need to just be about aesthetics and I think one of the most important things that I do as a coach is to make sure that I'm protecting the, the psychological aspect the mind of my clients too and that is something that I take very serious as I watch them um, because when you start paying when you start paying attention a lot more to what you're eating Mm-hmm. and how he looks um, some people then start identifying their worth mm-hmm. according to what their body looks like mm-hmm. if they have a six pack then that means that that means something about them and I'm like no it, it, all it means is that you worked hard in nutrition you were in the gym but that's not the essence of who you are as an individual and mm-hmm. so you can't ever lose that because the truth is even I who love this and I think mentally wise I'm I'm okay in this world because um, going in and out of diets and actually going in and out of being lean and being not lean doesn't bother me because it uh, doesn't affect my worth my worth isn't directly tied to whether somebody can see my delts or not or my abs or not um, my and I think that that was something that was cultivated by my parents at a very young age that our worth is actually defined in, sorry, 
a little emotional, but Definitely. our worth is defined in our relationship with God. Yes. And it's actually defined in how, how we make other people feel about themselves. Amen. And if, and if we're good there, if, if we walk away from a discussion and the other person feels better about themselves, then they actually feel a bit closer to God. They felt of his love. Yes. And, and um, so I think that you have those down, and that's what really matters. Goals are fun. Fitness is fun. If it's not fun for you, you got to get out because mm-hmm. it's not for you. It's not for everybody. It really is not. Um, moving your body is, yes. Health is. But when you start entering the world of like, I want a six pack. I want my delts to show. I want my I want my back to be shredded. If you start entering that world, that's more of the fitness world. And I have worked with hundreds of girls, and I'm here to tell you, mentally and emotionally, that world is not for everybody. Yes. Moving, being healthy, yes, everybody. But that's different. Mm. That's different in this fitness world. Mm-hmm. So. That's where I stand there, and my clients know as soon as I see a red flag, I call them out on it. It's like, oh, what's what's going on here? Are we having? Do we really think that eating that cookie is bad? Do you, are you really feeling like after you eat it, you're instantly fat? Mm-hmm. Little red flags. So I actually have a close friend who um, is uh, she's a counselor for those with eating disorders. Mm-hmm. And she was anorexic for years. When I first met her, she was anorexic. She didn't know. I knew. Mm-hmm. I was. I could see it. Um. So it's been very interesting working with her, and she even tells me these are the red flags that you need to look for. Mm-hmm. And I take that very serious because if somebody walks away and they have a six pack from working with me, but their mind is screwed up then I have done no good for them. Yeah. Then it mm-hmm. That's part of why I've, because I had a history of eating disorders, being in the dance world, being in New York, and been in recovery over 15 years, but I am very disciplined and structured, and I totally could probably do a physique competition, but I never did because I know where it could potentially take me. And for me, mm-hmm. nutrition and movement is part of, my antidepressant and health so I move my body to get blood circulation so my body optimizes better I run every day to get in meditation and listen to my podcast I lift weights for brain neuro like derived neurotropic factor and I do Mm -hmm. it in a group setting because it's also my socialization so it's like I do all these things more for my brain and wellness and I eat good food so I can think clearly and be of service and then for me, what happens in my body is just a byproduct of what I'm actually doing for my body. So I, there's different ways and approaches. So I'm not going in there to target a specific muscle or whatever. I, I'm lifting weights because I know it's good for my bones and also because I enjoy the socialization aspect of it. And I run every day because I feel depressed if I don't. And also it's my time with God. Like you said, it's kind of like a spiritual part of it. And then I eat really good, healthy food so that I can serve and help my patients all day and think clearly and not be hangry and have good energy to do what God intended me to do. And then my body, which is just a vessel for God to work in, will be a result of all those other things. 
So it's just also, fight, like you said, finding the right intention behind it. Like, it, it, it should be fun. Like, you can play with it, but if that becomes your definition or defining, then that's where you've taken it too far. Maybe you need to take a break or find a different venue. Yes, you pretty much summed it up way better than I did. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you nailed it. That was exactly my thoughts, too. Exactly my thoughts. That's awesome. Well, so I always ask people a couple things. If you had one book and or podcast to recommend, it doesn't have to be wellness related. What would you recommend for our listeners? Oh man. Okay. So I'm not, um, a podcast person per se in that I listen to a ton of podcasts. Um, but the book that I suggest to everybody, um, Oh my goodness, I'm looking it up right now. Because I, um, it's not the power of habit. Oh man, what is it? Is it Brendan Broussard's The High Performance Habits? No. Dang it. This is so embarrassing because I always talk about it. And then I love how I look it up and it brings up Habit Burger. (laughs) Is it the the Power of Habits? Power of Habits or the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or well, you're yeah. We can just keep talking about habit books because yeah. this it's like listing off um all of all of my favorites. No, it is. I'm pulling it up right this second because um Atomic Habits. Oh, by thought, James. yeah. By who? Um, James Clear. Yeah. This is actually Atomic Habits. This is actually one that I recommend for all of my clients to read Mm -hmm. because it's absolutely incredible how he breaks down habits and, um, and how he talks about how we need to be patient in the formation of these habits. So it's absolutely incredible. I quote him all the time on, um, on my Instagram stories. Because pretty much everything he says is like, I, um, sorry, it started, but I, I was reading his book and I was like, I literally could highlight every single page, like everything on him is so good. So, and I've had so many girls, dozens of girls write in being like, thank you so much for, for talking about that. That was such an incredible book and really changed, um, the way I, uh, go about my day so that is on my list that is one I have not read yet but it is on my list so it's sparking me and then okay so if you had if you could give our listeners only one wellness tip what would you recommend what would you give them one wellness tip yep oh that is a hard one um one wellness tip I think that I would include that, um, I think I would say wellness is not just about what we consume as far as nutrition and what we do with our body, but wellness in mind and, and what we take into our mind, Mm. um, are we, the consumption of that can really determine our overall wellness are we on Instagram or social media 
consuming a lot of negative or mm. con- just consuming a lot of things in our mind. Yeah. A lot of thoughts that are our own. Um, and that's why I think it's really important to go on walks. I tell my clients, they're like, aren't I supposed to do all this cardio? I'm like, I would actually rather you take two 15 to 30 minute walks a day. Yep. Just in the morning, at night. And, and during this time, this is what I always suggest to them. During this time, I don't want earphones in. I don't want you plugged into other people's thoughts or other people's music or other, no, like you need, that's what we're missing in this world. You need to learn to actually have your own thoughts. Yes. And be comfortable with the, with having our own thoughts or use it as a time to focus on gratitude. We are in this world of consumption. Yeah. You just need to consume all the time. So that's what I would say is when we're talking about wellness, do not forget that uh, it doesn't stop at nutrition and, and working out. Or it, it's what what are you consuming in your mind too? Amen. You are talking the talk, and that's why I love following you, my dear. And speaking of following <laughs> you, where can our listeners get so much more of you? Where can they find you? And we'll also put links in the show notes if they're not able to write it down. Well, I, I actually just stick to Instagram. So lifting Lindsay, that's what I go by. And one of the greatest compliments I ever got, cause I was, when I created lifting Lindsay, it's cause I lifted weights, right? Mm-hmm. One of the greatest compliments I ever got a girl wrote into me and she said, you know, when I think of lifting Lindsay, I think of being uplifted. So I come to your account to be uplifted. And that was like the sweetest thing in the world to me. I loved it. But that's, that's my, I keep it simple. I just keep it on Instagram and, um, we just barely launched, um, an app for workouts. Uh, and also it, it has an educational piece into it too. Cause a lot of girls don't, don't know what's going to get them to their goals. They think they do. They think that they have overtrained, that they have to over sweat and every day they have to be putting in like hours on end to get this fit body and there's a lot of misinformation out in fitness and so Mm -hmm. I am I'm trying to to kind of give people a little bit more education so that they can see through kind of all the bs that's out there and they can find out what works for their body Mm -hmm. and nutrition wise and training wise Mm-hmm. what will get them to their goals so that's me that's awesome yes and speaking you're preaching the to the choir here about consistency and quality over intensity and reps so the quality yeah. over quantity and consistency over intensity 100% is where you're going to see long term lasting effects yes amen Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to seeing how the app goes, and I hope our listeners connect with you. Okay, thank you so much. All right, Wellness Warriors, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. 
And again, if you got anything from it, please leave a review. Good, bad, ugly, positive, whatever it may be. I want to grow and become a better person for you um, to better help you and grow along this journey of wellness. And again, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Wellness Warriors Unite, and we do it anyway. Love you.